Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. This is part two of The Somnambulist by Gabriel Enrique Lanis. Awake. I try to sit up, but nothing happens. I don't sit up. I hear my son crying in the other room. I try to move. I am motionless. I am frozen. I try to step again to no avail. I try to scream like a child, like a girl, like a banshee. All that comes out of my mouth is this gurgling noise. I try to cry out again, and I feel something thick and snotty run down my chin. I let out a weak groan. I have to help my son. I can't move. My eyes are heavy again, and there's nothing holding the sleep back. I let out one groan, lower than the first. I can't move. I sink into the bed. I realize that I can feel nothing. My eyes slowly shut. I open them again. I look up. Am I still asleep? Have I awakened and meandered from the home in this tortured slumber? There is nothing to differentiate between the two. I can move, though, and that counts for something. I look around. It is the cul-de-sac that I grew up in. In that instant, I know it is a dream. I haven't been here since I was eight when my parents were divorced. The place has always been too much for me to bear. I just never went back. I don't want to be here now. I'm here, though. I'm here and I'm alone. No cars, no lights, just the darkened autumn streets of when I was eight. I knew they would leave me alone. I knew that I would get left behind. I knew that neither of them would want me as their son. I knew, oh, how I knew. Almost every night I would find myself in this dream, alone and wandering the streets of my childhood memories. It plagued my young mind to know my mother and father would abandon me. Neither of them wanted me after the divorce. They packed and left me standing here, forsaken, in the middle of the cul-de-sac, wondering where they had gone wondering why they had decided to abandon me. I'm here alone. I'm calling out, Mommy? Daddy? I know that there is something strange. Shouldn't I be too old to call them that? I look around trying to get my bearings. I see my house and I see the rest of the cul-de-sac. There is something ominous about this place. There is a presence watching over the whole scene. It is a presence that was never there when I was a child. I tried to find somewhere that looks like a safe place to hide. There is nowhere. The place that looks least foreboding is my old house, and I have no desire to go into there. It is darkened and obviously empty. The other houses seem to leer at me like the faces of broken hearts. I must find a place to hide. It seems that my only choice is my old home. I slowly walk towards it, tears rolling down my face, burning with memory. I enter the front door, which, as always, is unlocked. The house is dark inside, and I fumble along the wall for a switch. I haven't been here for such a long time that I just don't know where it is. My hands grope for a long moment. It feels like the walls are breathing. In. Out. My heart slows and then stops a beat. My fingers find the switch. I gasp with release as I grope to turn the light on. As I succeed, the light burns my eyes. When my eyes adjust, I see that there is nothing strange. It's just my old brown house. The lighting is slightly off-kilter, though. It leads my eyes to the staircase that goes into the basement. I turn around, looking out the open front door. 
I see that the cul-de-sac is gone, the empty waste I saw from the mountaintop replacing it, the wasteland spreading out forever. I turn back around, though I don't want to. I'm driven by this compulsion to make my way into the basement. Memories come back, things that I haven't thought about in over a decade. There are memories of a Christmas when I was allowed to pick out my own gift and keep it in my playroom until the holiday arrived. It was an endless temptation. They were the coolest army trucks I had ever seen. They had so many moving parts, gun turrets moved up and down, tank tread that actually rolled like the real thing, doors that opened and closed, and even little men that you could remove from the vehicles themselves. They were all wrapped up in my room, calling my name. In my childlike imagination, it seemed like I had to wait for months. I make my way through the backlit halls to my playroom. The light seems to be coming from a broken sun that glares feebly through the open door. It is a dead color, mood lighting for the lowest rings of Hades. The playroom is just as I left it on the night my mother ran away from my father, strewn with my favorite toys, things that I haven't seen since their divorce. There on top of the toy box is the gift. Those army trucks are just sitting there wrapped in the finest of Christmas papers. I'm forced to make my way over to them. I've begun unwrapping the gift. I know that it isn't time yet, but I cannot help myself. As hard as I try, the paper seems to make a sound louder than a gunshot. I try to move slower and quieter, but my machinations... The playroom is just as I left it on the night my mother ran away from my father. Strewn with my favorite toys, things that I haven't seen since their divorce. There on top of the toy box is the gift. Those army trucks are just sitting there wrapped in the finest of Christmas papers. I am forced to make my way over to them. I've begun unwrapping the gift. I know that it isn't time yet, but I cannot help myself. As hard as I try, the paper seems to make a sound louder than a gunshot. I try to move slower and quieter, but my machinations make the papers crinkle and pop. My work is done and the toys fall into my grasp. Oh, how I love them. A voice clear as day booms behind me. What are you doing, says my father. I try to hide what I'm doing, but I'm not fast enough. Are you playing with those toys? I stammer out a feeble, no. You are, goddammit, boy. Suddenly I'm scared. This is my father or something else that is out to hurt me. I'm mortified to go back outside, but I have no other option. I flee. I move as quickly as I can around the figure that fills the door, darting up the stairs and out the door. I reassess where I am. The street is gone and its place are endless huge sand dunes. I hear a noise and glance behind me. Panic fills my heart as I see some huge hulking thing shamble up the stairs from the basement. Where can I move to to get away from the beast? I know that he's going to tell my parents what I did. I know that this is why they got divorced. They couldn't stand out a child that was always doing what he was told not to do. Behind me lie the hideous house and its massive occupant. This is the very corner of my own little hell. I whirl around ready to bolt into the desert. I'm shocked to see that the street is in its place again. I have to get away. I know that the beast is coming. I run ahead, making my way to the middle of the street where I become paralyzed. A white sedan with its lights on slowly creeps up the street, inching closer and closer. Someone in there wants to kill me. I will myself to move. I walk sluggishly. I look down. The street has become mud that teems with life and suctions my feet. There are worms burrowing into my ankles. I can't get away and it's starting to burn. I realize that all those times I couldn't move in my dream, it was these worms. They want you there, drawing you into the ground, gumming up your progress. They want you to fall and die so they can feed. Something burns my retinas. Headlights. I suddenly remember the car. The car that was creeping up on me now is barreling down on me. 
the car contains someone, something, which wants me to die. It is the same ominous presence that I sensed when I first came to this place. I have to wake up. I try to scream and just feel the fluid gurgling up out of my mouth again. I look down, seeing a thick black fluid pouring out of my mouth, flowing down in my chest. I'm not in the dream anymore. And that is the end of installment two of The Somnambulist by Gabriel Enrique Lanas. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean. <laughs>